This episode of Blaster Podcast is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm not. Whoa, this is meta. Bling blong, Detore Belordo here. Did you know the episode that you're about to listen to was edited by Keith Hand? Keith Hand! Thank you so much, Keith. You really pulled my flat out of the fnire. Uh, one more time. Hello, scientists. My new book, The Silent Scream of Melania Trump, is available now for pre-order on Inkshares.com. It's part of a competition. The top three pre-ordered books get published and marketed by Inkshares. And as of this recording right now today, The Silent Scream of Melania Trump is number four. So close! So please, open up your browser, go to Inkshares.com right now, and pre-order The Silent Scream of Melania Trump. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy the show. gentlemen, welcome to episode 48 of Blast Roll Podcast! My name is Dottore Bellardo, I'm a man of science. I studied at the University of Bologna, and now I live in Chicago, Illinois, and make podcasts for your edumacacioli. Now today's jest is very special. It's a brand new jest, never before seen on this show. So put your hams together. For, for a very special guest, she is a comedian, she is a writer, and she is a mother and pain scientist. Say hello to Libby Schreider! Hello, Libby Schreider. Hello, Dottori. Hello! Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Welcome to the pod chamber. Thank you. It's very nice in here. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. You know, we've been doing a lot of modifications, as it mm. is springtime now. Mm-hmm. We've had to remove some of the installation. We found a lot of fiber grass in there. And uh, the sausages, the yes. summer sausages, of course. Uh, Very had... nice touch. Well, thank you. They, yeah. Most of which had to be harvested as they did oh. not uh, winter very well. So we're uh, putting out a new line of spring sausages, uh, which dangle. Mm. And, uh, you know, we consume throughout the duration of the cruise. I like that. Thank you. Now, Libby. Yes. You are a jerk of all trades. That's correct. You do many of things. Let's I'm, get into the first and funniest of thing. You are a com comedian. I, I'm trying, yes. <laughs> yes, part-time part big hobbyist comedian. Part-time big hobbyist. Yes. And you live in Chicago. That's right. The home of comedy. It is the home of comedy. It's the home of improv. Now, yeah, what's your flavor of comedy? Are you uh, a strict improv purist? Do you do stand-up? Do you do snatch? What do you do? Let's see, I started in improv, but as I'm, I found my voice, I've moved towards writing. Writing. So I'm doing improv and writing. Writing is like reading, but mm -hmm. the opposite. Yes, it's like uh, past and future yeah. reading. <laughs> this is some trippy, like, hate Ashbury stuff. It'll mess you up. Past plus future. Yeah. All right. 
So you started as an improv. Do you still improvise? I do. It's springtime of 2017. Are you still improvising? Let's see. In this moment, yes. I am <laughs> finishing up uh, a program at the Second City. The what? What? The Second City. The world famous Second the City. The world famous Second City. The uh, producer of famous people like Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and Chris Farlman. Jim Belushan. Jim Belushan. Jim Belushan. Yeah. And? If you're lucky. Tina Frey. Tina Frey. Um, so you are a student of the Second City. That's right. I'm doing their grad, their uh, twisty. I don't know what their twisty is. Yeah, Explain th- I, to larger America what a twisty is. What a twisty is, is where you perform every week for no money. Okay, sounds like a good deal so, so far. So regular improv, I guess, is what you would call it. Standard improv? Yeah. Uh, oh, do you get to list on your resume that I, you are a Second City cast member? No. Oh, well, no. sounds like so a great deal. So against the rules. So against the rules. So against the rules. No. You say you're a member. You say you graduated from their graduate program. You graduated from their graduate program. I said it. Yes. Are you satisfied? I am satisfied. Good. I'm satisfied, too, because I ate a Snurkers bar. Oh, good. Yeah, you're, you'll be evened out. You won't turn into a uh, diva. A diva? Uh, a literal musical diva is what happens in the commercials. Is that what ha- I don't watch commercials too often due to my lack of televisory cables. Yes, I notice you don't have a TV in here. I watch the internet. That's a good enough start. I have a Fapple Android and it has video app. Now I can watch Flash movies. I recently got switched to Android. From the uh, Apple products? I did. Why did you make the switch? I was I was scared that I was going to become too resilient or too Brazilian. Resilient, I think resi- you mean too reliant on a on a something I didn't understand, and I was going to miss out on learning other technologies. So you moved to an Android phone for self improvement reasons. I did, and I hated it for the first month. Wow, it really is an engineer's phone, and I don't always mean that as a compliment. Yeah. My idiot roommate, Mark Soloff, had an Android Mm -hmm. after his first iPhone. He switched to Android. And he enjoyed that it was a phone that you could actually delete files off of. That's right. That was nice. Yeah, there's plenty of things I think... Or take the battery out of. Or take the battery out. Or make it do what you want. Yeah. And understand why it's happening. Well, he didn't do that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, that's fair. But you understand why happenings? Not always, but more... More than on the the beautiful but mysterious iPhone. The iPhone is mysterious. It it just does what you want. Well, as long as what you want is what it wants. That's right. That's right. But if if you are in alignment with the iPhone, you will move along beautifully in an intuitive world. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you resist the tide of change. Change. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here putting up a resistance right now. You're like Mr. Robots. Yeah, I'm just like him. Do you have a personality disorder? I have a terrible personality disorder and I know nothing about computers. So I guess I'm just like Mr. Robot in some ways. <laughs> All right. But just not the, the way where he has a talented and useful skill. Yeah. If it not for his brilliance in hacking. That's right. Mr. Robot would be up a creek. He'd be real. Yeah. He would just be roaming around. Are they in New York? Yeah. Yeah. He would just be roaming New York like other New Yorkers. Like other, like other New Yorkers. Uh, like regular New Yorkers. So, um, you're an improviser. I'm an improviser and a writer. You write for uh, one of America's most powerful comedic podcasts, The Koch Brothers Mystery Show. The Koch Brothers Mystery Show, the most important satirical news source of our generation? Sure. 
Daily Show is last generation. Yeah, no, we've moved on. You know what? I, I of course, don't listen to uh, comedies or farcical things because I'm a man of science. That's I right. listen to facts. That's right. Just facts. But my idiot roommate is over the moon about the Koch Brothers mystery show, and he doesn't know jack shit about politics. That's great. So it's an entertaining and informative satirical show That's that right. even a, a political junkless like my roommate can listen to and enjoy. That's right. I joined the writing staff not knowing much about politics. And now, and you're, now you're a junkie. I'm, an, I'm a political junkie. And a heroin junkie. And a heroin. It's, they've gone hand in hand and my life has gone steadily downhill. You really pulled a Mr. Robot on yourself. Yeah, I accidentally roboted myself. <laughs> well, you should have hooked up with that android. No, the Koch Brothers show is like a... It's like Johnny Quest. Yeah, it's like an audio cartoon. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Venture Brothers, Johnny Quest, but with adult political satire. Mm-hmm. Biting satire. Biting satire of our boy heroes... The 70-year-old Koch brothers. Yeah, like, my idiot roommate didn't know about the Koch brothers Mm-mm. until the mystery show. That's right. Well, they're um, they're sort of a, this insidious top layer providing their money to do whatever they want. They want, uh, you know, less controls on the environment, more pro-business stuff, but they don't want you to know that they want that. They want it to happen quietly in a grassroots fashion so that you all think you thought of it yourself. Right. They're trying to incept us. They they have incepted us. They're like Machiagellans. They're Machiagellans. That's mm-hmm. right. Except their playbook didn't go quite how they planned this year because they are also against Trump. Oh, boy. Maybe they can use some of their dark energies to help save the little guy. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll be our true heroes all along. Wouldn't it be funny if they delivered us? That would be great. I mean, they have the billions to do it. Yeah. They're the richest... The first or second richest privately owned company in America. What's their company? They own Coke Industries. So if you use paper towels. I've used them once or twice. Well, you're supporting. Just recreationally, you understand. Understand. This was in college. Everybody's used a paper towel once or twice. Right. Come on. What is this? Java interview or something? You're getting very nervous, Dottore. I don't know. No, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Okay. I'm a calm, tranquil pond. That's right. Filled with paper towels used by the Koch brothers. Yeah, filled with paper towels used by the Koch brothers. They manufacture paper tools. Paper towels, but not just that. I'm just saying that the most most home goods, lots of home goods, industrial things, lots of pipelines. They're very involved in in gas and- I'm uh, very involved in gas as well. I've become aware. (laughs) It's our greatest natural resource. I've become aware inside this pod chamber. Yeah. How do you think we smoke the sausages? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, my, what a treat. (laughs) (sighs) Libby. Yes. You are a comedy. You are a writer. But that's not why you're on Blast That's not why I'm here. My idiot roommate, who I send out to be my social butterfree. Yes. He wanders about the cursed earth, and he finds guests for me. And brings them back to me, like mm-hmm. I'm the queen bean. Yes, he does capture us and bring us here <laughs> yeah. to be at your mercy. <laughs> yes, of course. And I am quite merciful. I'm a beneficent ruler. I hope so. Yes. And he wheedled the information out of you. That's correct. That you're not just a comedy person, but you're also a science person. I am a science person. That's my big secret. <laughs> 
I hide it from the comedy people so they know. So they know I don't always just work in an office building like everybody else. You don't want to intimidate the comedy people. I just want to be included. That's the most important thing anyone can do is just be part of the group. I just say, I, I work at Groupon too. We just work must work on different floors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Libby. Yes. What kind of scientist you are? I am a paint chemist. A paint chemist? That's correct. What is a paint chemist? A paint chemist is a chemist who works with paint. I design paints, and I want to expand your mind on what paint is right now. Well, okay. Because I know you're all thinking about what's on the walls, what you buy at the store and make a picture with. Sausages and sausages. That's yes. easy enough. Very gross. Thank Very you. gross painting. <laughs> Very oily. Uh, but I want you to include things like when you park your bike on a bike rack and it has a coating on the metal rack to keep it from rusting away. And if you were to get underneath your car, you might see black paints that protect the metal underneath from chipping or clear paints that protect engine parts so they look nice and glossy, if anything else. Uh, paints that you maybe dip parts in, say, like a, a tube that's going to go into the ground for oil. Like it, in Mario. Like in Mario. But before it gets there, it needs to be protected from the place it was made to getting on the uh, semi-truck it's going on and getting all the way out there. It needs to survive. You don't want that green tube to get dinged up as it travels from the Mushroom Kingdom to That's Bowser's right. Castle. That's right. If it's rusty, who knows where Mario will end up. <laughs> don't ever go down a rusty tube. No. I, I, I learned all... that after what happened to Toad. Oh, no. Toad used to not wear that hat. But he oh, got God. scalped. Oh, that's so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> he got scalped by gravity and a loose flake of rust. Hor- horrific. Yeah, well, he had a very soft head. That's true. Yeah, that's. There. I mean, there's a couple different kinds of rusts. Yeah, there's... Paul Rust? Paul Rust. Big fan <laughs> of uh, his Netflix show. What's uh, his Netflix show? Oh. Is that the one with uh, Gillian Jacobs? That's right. Yeah. My idiot roommate went to high school with Gillian Jacobs. Wow. Yeah, he didn't know her. She was a few years older, but she okay. was... One of those theater kids. Mm. And he... He was not? Well, his senior year, he was a nascent theater kid. I gotcha. But he he was an outsider. He really mm. kind of did his own thing. Very cool. Very <laughs> rebellious. He was so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we can all agree that our best selves were our very hip high school selves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just found an old corn t-shirt of his. Oh, no. Lubind. Uh, Yes. It's a very special time okay. of year and of the show. Yes. It's time for Learn! Oh, all right. In this segment, we learn all about the science tropic that you have come to bestow upon us. Now, you said that you're going to expand our minds. You're going to blow our brains apart with this knowledge about paint. That's right. Well, let's dive into it. Oh, and do I have a treat of a metaphor? All right. For... How paint is made. <laughs> I look forward to it. I don't get enough metaphor treats. Hmm. Well, this one, this one's going to rock your world. Okay. All right. I remain incredulous, but I, I'll be patient. No, liberal. What is paint? Paint is made up mo- usually of four basic elements. You have a pigment, a binder, a solvent, and then additives. A pigment. A pigment. Binder. Binder. A solvent. Solvent. And additives. Additives. Right? Okay, well, what's a pigness? Okay, the pigments are what I want you to consider. Are the... those ham-flavored breath savers? 
I hope not. Pigman. I don't think those would sell very well. Is but it, I don't know. Go and think geek and they have bacon flavor. Oh, I everything. bet. You know what? If you make it bacon, yeah. If you make it ham, it won't sell. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Gotta make it bacon. It has to be bacon. Can't be ham. No. Pigment. I want you to consider pigment to be the flower of the paint cake we're going to make. Paint cake? Paint cake. Paint cake. Don't eat most paints. Okay. All right. So pigments are the solids pretty much. They're... They're the powders that go into the paint. They're things like uh, calcium carbonate and mica. Is pigment the colorful part? It often is, yes. Uh, pigments color the paint, but they also are used in hiding, which is sort of like you can add uh, a black coloring to a paint to make it black. But if you don't have things like titanium dioxide in there, which is very, very white to hide what's underneath... The black, you'll be able to see through the black to under, what's underneath that you've been trying to hide. What would you try to hide? What's the secret here? You know, writings that you're trying to get rid of or... <laughs> are, you, are you trying to pass secret liberal messages through your company's paints? It's all I have left. It's my only form of communication right now. All right. Well, we're going to blow the lid off this conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Wake up, America. Wake up. Uh, okay, so pigments can be the colorful mm -hmm. thing in the paint. But they can also be used to obfuscate. That's correct. To mask the defect in a paint. That's right. Yeah. A lot of times what people use paint for is to cover up something else. Because while some paints have a job like preventing rust, we still want them to look nice. Yeah. And that's just a thing because that's just something humans want. It's like my roommate has a job, but I still want him to look nice. That's right. But he's just let himself go. It's like, have some pride in yourself. That's right. Yeah. Titanium dioxide is the pride of I've been, paint. I've been trying to put some titanium dioxide under the surface of him. Sprinkle it around. Sprinkle it around? It's, it's very, very bright white. If you see a white paint, the titanium dioxide is the pigment. Huh. And if you see a paint that's a different shade, like a wall paint, mm -hmm. it's started off as that white paint and they added other pigments to change the tint. Really? Mm -hmm. Are we ever in danger of running out of dioxide? It's very plentiful. It's really? very cheap, plentiful, and because it's titanium, very, very heavy pigment. Huh. And because it's very, very heavy, you need things like binders to keep it all from coming down in the paint and packing down at the bottom and settling into sort of a puck at the bottom of your paint. Like that scampish imp from Midsummer Night's Dream? I bet he would love to have a little puck of paint. Me thinks he would. Cause all sorts of problems. A mini puck. A mini puck. Binders. They're, they're what the pigment sort of floats in, and it's what's holding the whole thing together. It's the egg of the cake. <gasps> egg cake! Egg cake. Yuck. We're talking about binders. We're talking about binders. Which other people call resins. We call the, that's what we call Who them. Who are these way. other people, and where other do they Other people like my boss. My and boss. My, my coworkers. So resins can be things like oils, like linseed oil. They can be alkyd resins. Whoa, who's Lindsay oil? Stay away from her, Detore. <laughs> She's bad news. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, epoxies, uh, polyurethanes, these are all resins that then suspend the pigments. And the resins are the binders, mm -hmm. and the binders are the egg of the cake. That's right. And the pigment is the flour of the cake. That's right. And just like when you're baking a cake and you have all your eggs and your flour in, you have this very thick mass and you use milk to thin it out. Mm. In this metaphor, we're looking at solvent. Solvent. S solvents, a lot of times, solvents are 
volatile organic compounds. <laughs> but sometimes they're just water. Ah. When we talk about the solvent, we talk about the letdown phase of creating the paint. <laughs> the letdown phase. You Part find out, yeah. Any improviser's career. <laughs> and it's correct. It's two, two-thirds of the way through. <laughs> nice. It's, it's a solvent or a water that's used to thin out the paint. Okay. So a solvent takes the bolus that you've created mm-hmm. of the egg and flour, and it it makes it more of a uh, loose, watery consistency. That's right. So now we're on to additives. We're on to additives final already. part. We've already solvent the problem. Yes. And now it's time for an additive. Additives. Chocolate chips. Thank you. I, I would like some. Go ahead. These additives are the things that stop rust or- Stop rust dead in its tracks. That's right. Uh, they help dry the paint faster. Things oh. like cobalt and magnesium. <gasps> Bolnaz. Well, cobalt. Cobalt. In a, in a 5% solution or magnesium- they help things like drying oils polymerize. What a, whoa, slow down there, Harry right. Potter. What did you just say? So you've got things in your paint that you want. Ants in my paint. <laughs> Ants in your paint? Yeah. You told me I can get things in the paint. You can put whatever you want in the paint. Thank you. It's still a free maybe country. Who knows? I don't. But yes also an additive that's important for paint is insecticides <gasps> a fungicide those are the opposite of ants and mushrooms yes yeah, right an ant eating this paint might choke oh. for the long term oh the permachoke yeah permachoke gotcha <laughs> things little bacteria little molds they love to eat paint yeah it's i nice liked to eat paint trick. when i was a young child well i can see that can you i think that explains a lot it explains why rust has yet to form upon my uh, albumin like skin that's right you've been very Smart. Thank you. Eating that paint. I'm sleek and I have a fine pelt. That's right. Much like a seal would. Much like a seal would. <laughs> Much like sealed wood. Yes. Which is the end goal of paint. Is to seal the wood. Is to seal things. Yeah. Huh. We should paint more caskets. Oh, yeah. Paint them shut. Oh, no. What? Well, it's true. They, uh, that's actually something my company makes is... Uh, Casket sealer? Crips. Crypts? Yes. The entire crypt? Uh, essentially, yeah. What? There's chemicals required. When you have a casket, it's sealed in plastic. That sealed plastic is then put into a cement crypt so that all the things that went into embalming you can't leach out into the groundwater near the cemetery. Whoa. Okay, wait. Casket. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that you put the body into. Yes. You load the body into the casket. Yes. Then that's sealed in plastic? That's right. Then that plastic is stuck in a crypt. It's, and the crypt is just like a locker made out of cement? That's right. But what, how does this magic trick happen? Because they lower the body into the ground and the body's in a casket. Have they been burying empty caskets and putting the real it, ones? And then you bring it back up and then you send the family out. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. We make, we specialize in two like things paint to make crypts that are like you can get a lovely soft pink <laughs> or a lovely teal <laughs> I, I don't want to have to be buried in easter pastels mm, yeah i want to be buried in a dark miserable shade mm-hmm. so that anyone who looks upon my dead bones will despair they'll stay away mm-hmm. that's actually probably safer for your body and yeah and safer for them because apparently the funeral industry will pump me with all sorts of toxins that's right 
That's strange. That's right. Things like formaldehyde and stuff that we don't want leaking out. Livy, before yes. we get into paints anymore, I got to know, in a funeral, if the body in the <laughs> casket, they lower the body into the ground, everybody cries. Yes. Uh, but then ev- you leave. Everybody walks away. Yeah. And then the great magician pulls the casket back up before they've put any dirt on it and you shove it into a concrete locker and then put it back in there? That's right. We need things like uh, lots of old-fashioned uh, coffins and crypts. You know, they they eventually decay enough and they crumble and they crash down. Crash down. And then you have a problem with... Uh, the 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 dirt the dirt the the mound you get big divots oh my god grave divot yeah that's awesome so you need you need things like uh crypts to to keep everything level it's like the bedrock of the grave mound mhm that's right interesting your own special little room yeah mhm your own private hell that's right jesus and you guys paint the casket no you paint the interior of the crypt I believe so. I believe it's the inside or the outside. Yeah, we uh, make things that go on headphones, make things that hold golf clubs together. Wait, have you ever gotten to lie down in one of these crypts? Oh, no, thank you. But we do have a tiny, tiny crypt on display. <laughs> like for a child. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I like to think it's for a baby doll because it's so little that I have to go, that's only a baby doll could fit in that. It's just a, a not a real thing. <laughs> maybe it's a tiny adult. Yeah, maybe like it's a just a Benjamin little... Button. Little itty bitty one foot tall adults future crypt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a crypt for a baby. <sighs> yeah. And we use it as a display. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're just boy. showing off our wares. The realities of life. Now I think we can put all that crypt business in the past. Okay. Or and in the future. And in the future, it's coming for all of us. Mm. But you were saying you also put paint on headphones? I work in the a metalworking department, uh, so my thing is stopping rust. You're you got a real hard on for killing rust. I got to. What did rust ever do to you? It's ruining my life, and it's ruining our country. Oh, you mean because our coin based economy is rusting away? Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, uh, our cars and our bridges and our buildings, if we're not careful and protect them, they will crumble away into nothing due to natural oxidization. That's right. Which is an ingredient in titanium dioxide. That's right. It's like our enemy is also our friend. I know. We have to use it against itself. We're fighting fire with fire. Oh, boy. This is a really complicated war of chemicals. Mm -hmm. That's right. I like to think of myself as a a general. (laughs) A chemical general? A chemical general facing warfare against oxidation every day of the week. Now, you may be one of the leading fighters in the anti-ox movement. Mm. But is it not true, Libby, Mm. that on regular occasions you have been documented breathing oxygen itself? Did you inhale? My detractors have said many things. Yes. But I I just want somebody to bring some proof that I've breathed oxygen. That's true. It's hard to prove. Somebody prove it, I'll gladly step down. Mm -hmm. But until then... I'm going to continue on my merry way. You know, the problem is if we, if you cede your position, uh, someone just as biased is going to take that. That's right. I mean, the paint industry is rife with anti-oxers. That's right. Anti-ox. <laughs> Oxygen and carbon can work for and against us. Mm-hmm. And it's just our job to make it work for us. Got to make that carbon work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work for the money. 
Carbon is the money. Carbon is the money. Carbon's in the money. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. I thought it was weird. Sounds less weird now that I say it out loud. But thank you for agreeing. Yeah. It makes... Yeah. On second thought, it makes total sense. <laughs> like, why wouldn't it be? Um, right. We've talked about what paint is. Additives. Mm-hmm. Additives. Paint additives. 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 They prevent rust. They prevent rust. They prevent gravel from hitting the bottom of your car. That's right. They can make a paint stronger, uh, bind together more tightly so that... Like a good speech. Like a good speech. It can't get in. You can't get into it. You can't get... I can't get into speeches. Fingernail. I like sound bites. <laughs> They're faster. And they sound like food. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got to get back on track <laughs> on the world of paint. Uh, yes, additives do pretty much everything you want the paint to do. And everything else is sort of a vehicle. What do you mean when you say vehicle? You mean like an 18-wheeler? Like an 18-wheeler? I mean like it's the medium with that's going to help you reach your end goal. What's my end goal? Your end goal is to protect metal or wood from rust and decay. You know, it's funny because when I think of paint, I think that's how you put color on a thing. That's right. It's all about color to me mm-hmm. and probably to most people. That's right. But with you, paint is about... The protection, it's the shield. That's right. And the color is immaterial, girl. That's right. I work with a lot of very boring colored paint. I make a lot of beige and black and gray paint. Most people don't care what it looks like as long as it does its job. Right. Because it might be going inside a machine or down into the ground. So nobody cares. You're going to paint the inside of the earth for Easter? Going to paint the outside of the earth like that Sherwin-Williams logo. Uh, That makes me uncomfortable. It's very scary. It's all red, too. (laughs) (laughs) Is paint the paint the earth in their blood? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna drown us in their red blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that got ever got okay, but it's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It was a different era. It was a different era, and they continued to keep looking back in that era in a sort of retro look. Yeah, keep hope alive. <laughs> oh yes, we're trying to. Because if she dies, her ghost is gonna oh, get you. God. <laughs> it's gonna come out of that child-sized crypt and. Oh no! Rattle you around the office. Oh no! I regret bringing up the crypt. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should put it back down in the ground where okay, it belongs. Okay, I'll bury it. Yeah, I'll that's bury the it only thing there. that'll make hope happy. Uh, paint for you. It's all about the additives. That's right. It- the bonuses. If this were a role-playing game, mm-hmm. what you do is you add plus ones to the strength. That's right. Of the car. That's right. And I try different things. I might make. 40 versions of the same ba- paint with different additives to see which one does the best job. Whoa. So some of them might go, we might say, well, this is great. It stops the rust, but it's too tacky and it never dries to a solid, firm film. So we throw it away. Oh. We're done with it. Mark that one off. And then that like thrown away chemical gets <laughs> into like a local waterway and an innocent young <laughs> badger Water badger, innocent young otter, finds it and mutates into the tack otter. I promise I'm doing my best to to dispose of my chemical waste properly. In a kosher way? In a kosher way. In accordance with God and his laws? That's right. And the United States and its laws. Or her laws. Or her laws. Let's not assign a gender to God, okay? Yeah. Stop telling God to smile. (laughs) She'd look a lot prettier if she did. (laughs) Jeez. So serious all the time. Why? I, uh, she has resting smite face. <laughs> what do you do with the paints, the, the rejects? 
your your hypotheses that have mm-hmm. fallen short of your expectations. I take note of them and I throw them away. Where do you throw them? I put them in a waste bin, either a hazardous waste bin or a non-hazardous waste bin, depending on how much solvent is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them fail because they look great, but the the binders, the resins, the solvents are incompatible with each other. And so you'll make it and you'll come back the next day and you might have jelly or a nice thick skin on the top of it. Ugh. Yeah. Gross stuff that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah. Or like I was talking about earlier, uh, a big solid puck on the bottom where your resin was not powerful enough to keep your your pigment suspended. So your pigment's all packed down. Into a particulate. Into a particulate and made a, a nasty. A sedimentary puck. A puck at the bottom of your jar. Yeah. Don't puck your jar, everybody. Mm-mm. Keep that resin strong. <laughs> Love your resin. Hate the puck. That's right. Now, you're a paint scientist. Mm-hmm. When you are creating the new paints of tomorrow, mm-hmm. do you have to write up a proposal, a hypothesis, in order to get funding for these experiments? Or do you have a lot of carte blanche to throw shit together as you... As you all want to do. Well, I think anybody that works in R&D would know that it's, uh, would enjoy the fact that, yeah, you pretty much get carte blanche to do whatever you'd like. You don't have to write, like, a proposal for this new paint project. Usually, what I do is the project comes to me. In a dream? In a dream. In a fever dream? We do a lot of ayahuasca at work. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah. Aren't they a swing state? I don't know how they voted. Oh. We do a lot of, uh... Peyote ugly? Peyote Ugly. That's a bar I do not want to go to. I have never been, and I have no interest in that. Mm-hmm. What we do is we get an issue from a customer. They say, we want to buy something from you, and we want to make sure that it's shiny black and not matte black, and we want to make sure that it can last a thousand hours of being in a salty environment without rusting, and we want to make sure you can't really get your fingernail into it to chip it off. Hmm. And so we go, okay, we have a bunch of base formulas that kind of do this. Let's find the best one by mixing and matching our additives and our pigments and our resins to create what's best for them. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You're like creating special new materials. That's right. That are tough enough to do the specialized job. That's right. Like a sandwich artist. I'm like a sandwich artist. That's right. (laughs) Something we should all aspire to be. Yes. Trying to give people what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and fresh every day. Our customers don't necessarily know how to get that sandwich mm-hmm. or what that future sandwich is going to look like, mm-hmm. but they have a list of specifications they want from the sandwich. No onions. No onions, but possibly does the same things that a sandwich with onions could do. Right. <laughs> we talked about the first question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Libby. Yes. What type of paint are known to humans? What types of paints are known to humans? Let's see on my list. In order of importance. In order of importance, we have water-based paints. Water-based paints. What are water-based paints? Water-based paints are any paints where the the solvent... Which is the milk. The milk is water. Milk is water. Where the milk is the water. Where what's going to come off it as it evaporates is just water and nothing that's going to harm you. So when you talk about evaporate, when you put the paint on something, it's wet. And then over time, it dries. Mm-hmm. And as it dries, typically the solvent comes out of it in gas form, right? It That's evaporates right. out. 
And then you've got a dry paint stuck to your wall. That's right. And in fact, you can actually measure that. When you put something on a wall, you have a, a wet film thickness. So maybe you'll put it on at 20 microns. It's very, very thin. I think a micron is one one thousandth of an inch. Mm. I mix up my mils and my microns. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a man of science, <laughs> not a, not not a mathematician, of course. So fair enough. Micro is the micron. Yeah. Let's so say one one thousandth. One one thousandth. So you put it on twenty microns thick. After all, the solvent and the water dissolves off. That paint that's left on your wall might only be five microns thick. Whoa. And that's the final film thickness. It's lost thickness. That, that, yep. That's why a lot of times you have to make, you have to do several coats of paint because hmm. if you put on as much as you could, it would all be too runny. It would all run down the wall. So you have to put a layer on, let it dry, then put your second layer on. Otherwise, you're going to have a mess. It's like uh, me and my mascara. That's right. When I'm out partying with the girls. Oh, do you cry it off sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those girls are mean. I'm sorry. What is a other type of paint? Solvent-based is another type of paint. That is stuff like mineral spirits, things like uh, hexanes and and uh, other sort of kind of nasty things people are scared of. Now, you have mentioned mineral spirits. Mm-hmm. Can you define that a little bit yeah, more for it's the like, lamians? When you say spirits, you mean it more in the sense of like alcohol? Like an alcohol, yes. This is like a very old-fashioned word that's still used in the industry. Yeah. Mineral spirits, yeah. It's like an byproduct of of oil production. Yeah, so you get a lot of byproducts as you clean and start filtering through uh, petroleum products. Hmm. And one of the runoffs of that is mineral spirits. That's fun. Just good. Always have some on hand. It's a very good cleaner. Are these things that produce fumes? Fumes, yes. I'm a fan of fumes. A fume, in this sense, is a volatile organic compound. Oh. Not a marijuana fume. <laughs> Which I hope it... I'm assuming that's what you're referring to and that you don't like VOC fumes. A uh, 420 blaze. Um, I, I mean, who calls pot smoke fumes? Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I don't know. I'm Is not that what vapists say? That's what, well, that's what made me think of it. It was like a vape kind of thing. Because I would never... I mean, I, I am a man of science. I do not do drugs. That's right. I've smoked horse once. Oh, no. Yeah. That'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, Get some glue out of that. I, I, I thought I, I could see with all the colors of the rainbow mm-hmm. and paint with all the colors of the wind. Mm-hmm. But fume, I would think of uh, as a, a liquid, like a hot liquid produces a fume. Mm, like a vapor. Like a vapor. Mm-hmm. Vaping. There we go. And there we're back is. to smoking pot. That's right. It's something, a product that has a very low boiling point, lower than the boiling point of water, and at room temperature... Does not want to be a solid, a liquid. It wants to be a gas. Wants to be a gas. Mm-hmm. So it's like going to be liquid nitrogen. Mm-hmm. At room temperature, turns into gas nitrogen. That's right. <laughs> floats away. It floats away off to nitrogen heaven. Mm-hmm. Or hell. Oh. Where were we? Those uh, are the mineral two, spirits. Those are the two kinds of paint: solvent-based and water-based. That's right. Well, let me ask you this, Libran. How does paint stick to a surface? Is it a wacky wall walking? Yes, it's uh, well, it's using molecular forces. Blah! It's using uh, sort of weak bonds to to stick to the wall and to stick to itself. So now we're getting into the microscopic, mm-hmm. even sc- scopier than microscopic right. 
world. You're mm-hmm. talking about atoms mm-hmm. and molecules. Yes, we we want to. We oftentimes clean the surface the paint is going on to to uh, create more opportunities for the atoms to interact. Hmm. If you have a nasty, dirty layer on there, that's getting in the way of the paint atoms and the wall atoms creating small forces. Small forces. Weak forces. Weak forces. Mm-hmm. What are these weak forces you speak of? Weak forces. I mean, we're talking tr- literally the weak forces. We're talking van der Waals. Oh, of we're course, talking- we're all familiar with van der Waals. <laughs> we're talking uh, uh, electrons sharing back and forth, but not necessarily creating new bonds, just making them want to be near each other, but we're not forcing them to be near each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So for those listeners out there who eh, might be a little less than familiar with uh, uh, subatomic particles, uh, atoms that share electrons with each other or molecules that mm-hmm. can share electrons uh, across each other, they can bond. Ionically, yes. Ionically, yes. With no degree of irony. The no. ionic bond is when they share an electron. There's also a covalent, right? a covalent bond. bond. Yeah. Um, and the weak forces are when they kind of share an electron for a short amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Or are they just attracted to each other before they can even share that electron? Yeah. I mean, I'm fuzzy on the details. I've been uh, out of college for five years. <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> um, yes. So the... The weak forces are mm-hmm. an even weaker bond than ionic or covalent. Mm-hmm. So I would assume pretty easy to break that bond on the atomic yes. scale of things. On an atomic scale, sure. So you use things like the resins, the epoxies, the polyurethanes to create a very, very sealed, strong attachment so that you can't take it off. Right. You can't just whap your palm against a painted wall and pull down and slough off that coat of paint. You would hope not. A very poorly made paint. Yes, that'll happen. That would be so gross. But if you think about a paint like on your car. I don't have a car. Unless you crash it. Oh. I have a pod chamber. Well, imagine your pod chamber has four wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a little bit absurd, but I will. I'll go on this flight of fancy. Okay. Cars uh, very... By Pixar. By Pixar. have a very tough enamel or polyurethane paint on them, and then a top coat, a clear top coat that keeps them, keeps the paint on the metal uh, so that you can do things like possibly accidentally bump into another car or set things on your hood, and you're not going to immediately lose all that paint. Right. Mm -hmm. The clear coat on the outside of the car protects it. Protects it. And And it makes it easier to swallow. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a pill when you swallow your car. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it... Makes it look nice and shiny for our human, our human pleasure. Our human pleasure. <laughs> yeah, if we were more industrious only, we probably wouldn't care for that clear coat. No, if the Spartans were still alive mm-hmm. today, yeah, they would say probably wouldn't even have cars. Just be walking everywhere. Yeah, you should. We'd have Flintstones mobiles. That's right. Where you have to get physically fit to use your car. Mm-hmm. What are some of the weirdest chemicals that we can find in paint? I think one of the most interesting things in paint are the thickeners. Ah, uh, the thickeners. Thickeners. You mean like uh, garlic butter? Oh, no. That I thickens hope that. me. Oh, God. Not in a sexual way. In a physical no, fitness way. No, in a very, way. very, yeah, in a rotund 
What? I'm very spherical. Yeah. You're turning into a perfect sphere. It's kind of my thing. It looks nice. Thank you. You wear it well. The sphere is nature's perfect oh, shape. no. I can hold as much garlic butter inside this particular geometric shape as any other shape. Well, this kind of thickening that I'm talking about is, is how to make very watery paint stay thicker. Oh. And it's the same kind of thickeners that you might find in a milkshake. What? Yeah. Get out of the town. Especially if you buy a milkshake from... Uh, By M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan, a place like a McDonald's or something where it's like, they're not making it fresh right there for you. Right. They are shipping it in Here's a big old pouch. Yep. And it probably has something like Kelzan in it. Calzone? Kelzan. Carrageenan? The less fun Calzone. Same with uh, these thickeners are used in hair gels and things like that. There's a very famous... Uh, well, not very famous. I mean, I'm about to use the word... Uh, cellulose. So I don't think there's a famous cellulose thickener, but <laughs> there's a product uh, from the 50s called Dippity Doo. Dippity Doo. It's just how everybody got those really awesome styled haircuts. Yeah, the spit curl. Yeah. And you would use Dippity Doo, which is a cellulose thickener to keep your hair that shape. And oh. we use it too because it thickens water. Thickens water? Mm -hmm. Into a porridge? Into a thick. To feed to the poor? A thick jelly. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so if you throw this. Mm -hmm. cellulose thickener calzan calzan Cal yeah if you throw calzan into a bucket of water yes will it turn that water into a gel you might need to add like an ammonia or something to raise the ph oh. but it does create a structure throughout the water yeah could you drink the water i would not recommend it especially after you raise the ph with ammonia <laughs> yeah well there goes my idea sorry no no edible water yet yeah i want to have like a, a thick water stew oh. what I want to bathe in a jelly of water. Oh, you'll never get you'll, you'll never get dry. Why? I mean, I guess you could bathe in dippity doo. <laughs> Is that the same thing as dippity doo? Just water and calgon? Uh, yeah, Kelzan. I don't or, correct me. I'm Dorivalordo. Cellusolve. Cellusolve. Yes. What? It's a cellulose thickener. Is that the like, so uh, like off-brand name? Yeah, those are like the natural Hydrox. thickeners. Natural national thickeners. Yeah, natural thickeners. Hmm. How do we get on this topic? Weird chemicals. Weird chemicals. Okay. We're also talking about... Liberator? What's another weird chemical that you find? Uh, if you want to think of a resin, a very common resin you see every day is Elmer's glue. What? That's uh, polyvinyl acetate. Polyvinyl acetate? It's just a bunch of carbons all attached to each other with some uh, polyvinyl acetate shit added to it. <laughs> what is polyvinyl acetate it's acetone is nail polish remover mm -hmm. polyvinyl acetate is is uh polyvinyl like acetate. a plastic it's it's what elmer's glue dries to polymerization okay yeah could you dumb it down a little bit more for me it's okay it's a whole bunch of stuff chained together and then as it dries more parts of it want to hook up together so all of a sudden what started with a bunch of links is now a chain link fence oh so if I added some borax to Elmer's glue, would I create a sort of gack-like substance? I think that, yeah, I think you can do that. Yeah, you yeah. can. You can yeah. do this at home, kids. That's, a, that's one for you to do at home. I will do it at home. Uh, and I work with things that are basically different versions of Elmer's glue that are not quite as useful as Elmer's glue in, <laughs> in making things stick, uh, like paper. They might not be good for, for your child to make a snowman uh, paper decoration with. How do you know about my child? <laughs> He's over there. 
<laughs> that's look. That's not a child. That that's, is just stuffing small. for a tiny crypt. Oh no! Just waiting. I'm just waiting for him to stop. Okay. When he stops, when he runs out of juice, okay. Then I can finally make use of this shoebox-sized crypt. Uh, another strange chemical that used to be in most parts of paint was lead. Lead paint. Lead paint. Lead paint. What's the big deal about lead in the paint? Well, that's the thing. In the paint itself, totally fine. The problem is when it gets dry and brittle and it chips off, or when you do any kind of work uh, and you sand some of it away, or you tear down a wall and all the pieces that all the dust floats away. All the crumbles? All the crumbles that- Get in the nooks and crannies? Breathe in. Yes. You breathe it in, it gets into your bloodstream, it settles in your body, and it stays put. And then you've got lead in the body. Lead in the body, and then you have things like anger problems and IQ issues. What? Really? Oh, yeah. If you get lead in you? There's been some pretty interesting studies about the correlation between lead paint use in America and, like, uh, crime incidences. Huh. Yeah. But we're getting away from it. Uh, They, I think since the 70s, they've totally phased out lead paint and the Places like landlords and stuff have to let you know yeah. if it has lead paint. I bet Big Lead had a thing or two to say about that. I bet, they, they, I bet they're pretty bad. Big Lead? Big Lead. But that's where the titanium dioxide comes in. That's our new main thing in place of lead. What is a Tahaean backsit? Titanium dioxide oh. is a pigment. <laughs> I thought you said Tahaean backsit. Oh, God. Uh, sometimes I think I'm going insane. Hmm. But it's equally likely my guest is going insane. Because here's the secret, Libby. Yes. We have a perfect 50-50 mixture atmospherically in the pod chamber of oxygen Uh and not oxygen. Oh, no. You don't want to know what the other gas is. Oh, good. I'm glad glad it's a gas at least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. When when it becomes a liquid, that's when we're in big trouble. That's when I want to get out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when it's real cold outside. Yeah. Sometimes that other gas softens into a liquid. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Lead used to be the thing that gave you that beautiful bright white color. Boom. Yeah. And was good at hiding the colors behind it. Mm-hmm. Then we found out how bad it is for us. So we switched to the titanium dioxide, which is safe enough to be used in toothpaste and food dyes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorite things to eat. Oh, no. That's fair. Yep. <laughs> if you want to eat toothpaste, who am I to stop you? I don't know. The toothpaste governor? Mm-hmm. Well- Sheriff of Crest Town? You can at least know, at least as far as titanium dioxide is concerned, you're probably safe. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's how like an uncertain umpire is. Mm. Probably safe. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. You're umpire. probably out of here. <laughs> I wish they'd be more. Yeah. So I, this is my first sports joke I've ever made. No. Oh, good job. Thank you. The Cubs won the World Series. What is the Cubs? Just three weeks ago. Yes, it's crazy living in Chicago. The most unlikely thing that anyone could ever imagine happened. Yep. And then the election happened. Yep. Totally eclipsing the last thing with another incredibly unlikely event. The city was so loud and then it was so quiet. <laughs> it's, it's, it gives me hope, though, as uh, an observer of the world, that if these two impossible things could occur, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could get my own show on the Discovery Channel. That's right. Detore's Explorers. Oh, I like that. Where I have a team of child explorers that I send out into paint factories. Oh, 
God. And I asked them to find out, you know, what is that tiny crypt really for? Well, you want to protect them from the VOCs. What's a VOC? A VOC is a volatile organic compound. A volatile organic compound. That's a solvent. That's a solvent. It's things that Make turn it into go. gas. Hmm. <laughs> it's something that turns into gas at room temperature, and it floats off into the environment, and it creates things like smog. Yeah, from Lord of the Rings? It creates that dragon. Oh boy, Benedict's Cumberbund. It creates that heavy smog that, that hangs over places uh, like China and LA. It's the reason we have uh, additives added to our gasoline to avoid the amount of smog we're making. Huh. So, okay, a volatile organic compound. When a paint dries, mm-hmm. it is like the ghost that escapes the paint. Yes. And it goes in the atmosphere and it hangs out. It doesn't leave. It doesn't leave. It's uh, like a greenhouse gas. Like a greenhouse gas. Greenhouse gases, as we know, which are real, they help to absorb and re-radiate the heat that mm-hmm. has bounced off of the earth. Mm-hmm. So not exactly identical to how a greenhouse works, but ultimately similar in effect in that they yes. make the planet warmer than it ought to be. Similar in effect. Uh, and some VOCs are fairly benign, and some of them are carcinogenic. Unfairly benign. Unfairly benign. Some of them mess with things like your man or woman parts and your ability to produce children, <laughs> which is very sad. And some of them can have a negative impact on your health as far as uh, exposure, asthma, cancer, things like that. Jeez, these VOCs are not effing around. No. So we're doing our best to limit them. We are trying to create paints that use as little amounts of VOCs as possible. And in fact, places like California have put in regulations that are strong-arming paint companies and and manufacturers that use paint to really comply and create safer, uh, healthier paint. Hmm. Those Californians, always known for their strong-arming. That's right. But we we really like this. Yeah. For our health. For our health. Hmm. Uh, And it's really helping push the water-based side of the industry. Because sooner or later, you reach a point where you can't make the paint anymore because you can't get enough solvent in it to make it work correctly. So you might as well make it out of water. Find out a new way to make it out of water. Get rid of the solvent altogether. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And every few years, they they push the amount down from like 2.9 pounds per gallon. That's 2.9 pounds of of solvent that's going to come off the atmosphere per gallon of paint made. Down to like 1.9. I mean, 2.9 pounds? I know. Uh, wait, is this pounds of the gas that escapes? This isn't it's the pounds, pounds of solvent in the well, dissolved in the mixture? It's the, the, I believe it's the pounds in the mixture. Pounds in the mixture. And yeah. then the amount that escapes would presumably be less well, than the amount in the mixture. It's probably the same amount. 100% of the solvent escapes? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's like a jailbreak. It is. It, pretty much the only thing left is the the dry film, mm. which is all the binders. And the binders all, of women. The binders of women. Yeah. The oppressive, the oppressive binders and the pigments. I mean, those are oppressive binders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's good that we're cutting down, but that seems like a lot of pounds of, of dong disintegrators it's, that we're still throwing out into the atmosphere. It is. It's significant. But you can help change that by uh, pushing for... Uh, water-based 
and and low VOC products. How do I push for them? Do I have to vote with my wallet? <laughs> you do have to vote with your wallet. Uh... You need to buy green technology and invest in green paints. Green paints. Mm-hmm. Is there something about the color green that makes them better? It's a great buzzword. Yeah. Remember when green was like the popular thing? Like 10 years ago, everything was like, go green, let's go be green. green. I know. That has kind of died down. It has. What's the new thing that everyone is trying to push? Is it smart? Yeah. S- smart stuff? It's smart. Yeah. Your smart fridge? Mm-hmm. And in the industry, green is still very much a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll push a line of green paint that maybe a consumer wouldn't buy off the street, but... From those local street paint vendors? From the street paint vendors. The guys who open up their trench coat and there's all these quarter gallon paint canisters. Not from that guy, but maybe the people who are buying it to paint a hospital or something. Yeah. Sick paint. Sick paint. Gross. Yeah. And and paints are doing things too, like like paint for hospitals that uh, maybe are more antibacterial. That's a good idea. Yeah. You don't want those microbes to be making a home in the pores of the wall. That's right. You want to... Cut down areas where bacteria can find little homes. Yeah, you want on. them to live on the floor where they belong. Yeah, where they can get mopped up. Yeah, or stepped on. Mm-hmm. And tracked home to your family. That's right. <laughs> Let me two final questions. Okay. Nope, three. Okay. What the hell is spray paint? Spray paint is just regular paint, and they've stuck it in a canister under pressure with a propellant. What's a propellant? A propellant is like a solvent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to push the paint out with such force that it atomizes. And it gets broken down into tiny, tiny little balls of paint uh, so that when they hit the surface, they want to stick to it and dry quickly. Huh. That's yeah. all spray paint is. That's all spray paint is. Is it legal to buy spray paint in Chicago? It is illegal. Why? Electronically we, legal? We want to stop uh, teens from writing things with spray paint, is from what I've been told. You mean hip artists like Basquiat? That's right. We're trying to shut down the graffiti scene. That makes sense. I suppose. But you can go to any suburb <laughs> and buy it and bring it in. <laughs> right. Some of which are along the public transit lines. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. But that was news to me when I moved to Chicago. Yeah. No spray paint. No spray paint. So sometimes I have to get my coworkers and stuff to do the do the dirty deed for me and buy spray paint for me. The paint out mewling. In the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do buy it buy it from them on the lowdown. <laughs> You could go to a, a common street vendor of paint and ask him if he has any tucked in his trench coat. That's true. I don't think they'd have any. I don't think it'd be worth their time. But No. And if the cops catch you with that stuff on you, yeah. it's a minimum five years. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And probably like a $50 ticket. Yeah. And if you're caught growing paint in your apartment. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that's as severe as if you had heroin. Mm-mm. No. Well, I, I know a lot about making paint, so I bet I could make some good money if I had a home paint lab. Do you ever, like Walter White? Yeah. Like Walter Titanium Dioxide? Mm-hmm. Do you ever accidentally huff paint at your job? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I try to work in a hood as often as possible. You mean like so, Mr. Robot? Yes. Okay. Uh, not, not, a, not a jacket hood. I work inside a little box that has a <laughs> ventilation system, its own ventilation system. Like a child-sized so that's, crypt. That's right. It's a crypt that's sucking the, the solvent and the... the the VOCs. VOCs away from me. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you find it messes up with your... <laughs> do you find it messes up your hairdo uh, when you've got your dippity-doo in there? 
Yeah, no, it's not strong enough to really... To pull the hair out of your head? To pull the hair on it. No, it just gets rid of smells. Oh. Just great. Yeah. That is good, because you don't have to shower. Yeah. It no. just sucks the smells out of you. Yeah, you should try, try working in, in the hood paint sometime. Lab? Yeah, try working in the hood sometime. I don't know if I would completely fit under the hood. I'm quite a spherical oh, entity. That's true. But could you maybe uh, flagellate under the hood? <laughs> We'd all know, Dottore. <laughs> How would you know? Quit trying to fool us. <laughs> we'll all see your lab coat move. <laughs> <laughs> it does move. It's like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Moving on. Yes. We've talked about paint in the modern times. Mm-hmm. We've talked about old-timey lead paint. Disclobes to me, what do you believe the future of paint will be? I believe we're going to be using paint to make our things we currently have last longer. For you instance, mean like our relationships? Like our relationships. They would last a lot longer if we could paint them up. <laughs> so if you imagine a bridge that's already existing and the paint on it is failing, which means it's coming off, might be dropping down to the ground or into the river below it, and it's starting to rust at those points. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a very expensive fix. If it reaches a point where it rusts enough where you have to replace the whole bridge, whew, that's a whole infrastructure project. So instead, we've developed things like paints that can be painted onto the already rusted steel and contain that rust. Oh. Keep it from spreading further. Then you can get dozens of more years out of this bridge and save everybody money and keep us all safer. Yeah. Same with cars. Uh, Pixar's cars? Pixar's cars. A big problem with cars is that the, the frame rusts out. So if we create paints that the frame can be dipped in that can make it last maybe two decades before it even starts to rust, you're going to have a car last a lot longer. And with our ability, you know, to create engines and things where the cars are lasting longer, you're not going to have a, a good engine running in a in a rust bucket that can't move it. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what the auto industry really wants, though? I mean, don't they want to sell more of their crap cars every uh, 10 years? Possibly. I'm not sure, though. I think they, they consumers want cars that last a long time. That's true. And consumers are going to buy a car, upgrade a car whenever. Nobody looks at their car and they go, this is, this is rusty. I need a new car. They say, this is old. I want a new car. Yeah. I mean, if you're a luxury consumer. If you're a luxury consumer. If you're like my roommate. You are driving that car until it is dead in the ground. Well, I feel the same way. But if you're buying a brand new car, you're probably a luxury consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, to live a soft and gentle life. Hmm. So you think that prints will be used to preserve structures? That's right. To make our cars last longer? Yes. Any other novel uses of paints in the future? Will they conduct electricity so that we can cyberjack into the matrix? They will self-heal. What? We're creating paints now. That you can cut into them and they will squish out into that into that scar and, and heal itself up again like it never even happened. Whoa. And that's great because it's another way to, if you can stop these sources of rust, like a, like a scratch, then you, you, your whole product's going to last longer. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with humans? I think we do self-heal, at least a little bit. I don't. Depending on how bad it is. <laughs> I was t- I was touched by an eyeless hooded mm-hmm. man at a crossroads once. And I mean, you're fucked. <laughs> now I can't heal. Oh, the rest of us, if we get a paper cut, it heals. Oh. And that's what our paint is doing now. It's cutting your paper. Yes. No, it's healing. It's healing. It's healing itself. Well, you've heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. Paint is healing. It is. Liberty. Do you happen to know what time it is? I 
have been led to believe that it's plug time. It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... That's the plug song, Libby. Okay, that's great. A blast from podcast classic. Mm-hmm. Now, Libby, mm-hmm. it's time to plug your shit. Okay. What do you have to plug? Oh, I would say first and foremost, I'm going to plug myself on Twitter. Ouch! Which is at Libby Schreiner. It's L-I-B-B-Y-S-C-H-R-E-I-N-E-R. Don't have a German last name if you want to get followed easily. So my name is difficult to spell. Um, I would wager that there are a few Israeli agents who are following <laughs> many German last names in South America. Fair. Well, I hope they follow me because I could use the followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. uh, Libby Schreiner. That's Schreiner right. Schreiner with, with a S-C-H. That's right. And then besides at Libby Schreiner on Twitter, you can find me at the Koch Brothers Mystery Show dot com. Listen to us on iTunes or on our website. Koch Brothers Mystery Show dot com. Dot com. Yes, a member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. That's right. We Thank are you. sister podcasts. What? We we all share the same mommy. <laughs> I look at it as we are orphans that were mm-hmm. brought into the same warm orphanage okay. by Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> like we already existed. Sure. And then Cards is like, hey, hey, kid, you want 50 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll put a roof over your head. Cards like, is new mommy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cards is new mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it for me. That's all I can be sure of. You know what? You have your blog. Oh, thank you. Sometimes updated, LibbyShriner.com. I write essays and jokes and post them up there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Check it out. Or just add me on Facebook. I'll, I'll be your Facebook friend. You are throwing this out to a whole lot of strangers, Libby. Please, somebody, just look me up. <laughs> you just want the attention. Please, put me over 600 followers. <laughs> how does that help? What? How is that currency in any way? Oh, it's validity. 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 Yeah, I mm. feed it. Oh, I just feed off of it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> is that what you base your self-esteem on? Absolutely. That's why I need the followers. Yeah. Otherwise, how will I know I'm a good person? I was like that once. <laughs> I think we all were. And now I make my own followers. You just have to bravely go out, put your work out there. I put my workout routines out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of hits on those. <laughs> Detore's growl aesthetics. It's where you're angry until you lose weight. I've seen that work. It works for some people. For me, I anger eat. Mm, mm-hmm. You should see me with corn on the cob when I'm in a mood. Oh, oh no. You oh. put on a drill bit and let it go. <laughs> it rips my teeth out. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> hey, have you seen candy corn on a cob? Oh, when no. When people stick all the candy corns together God. around a cylindrical frame. Oh, that really freaks me out. <laughs> it freaks you out? Yeah. It's too much sugar. Oh. I thought you were still thinking about teeth flying out. Oh, yeah, that too, though. You could make a corn of the cob. A corn on the macabre of teeth. Spooky. Happy Halloween 2017. Well, Libby, if that's all the plugs you have. That's all my plugs. We should move into your plugs. Let's move into my plugs. My name is Dottore Blordo. You're listening to Blastro Podcast. Please write a review of Blastro Podcast on iTunes and give me five stars. If you love yourself, then love the show because the show is your greatest supporter and advocate when you're out there on the curb dying slowly of paint inhalation the lessons that you have learned from detore and libby will come to your aid 
or at least come to your mind as you slowly drift out of this mortal coil and off into the VOC-filled atmosphere, blocking your path to heaven itself. Ooh, heaven is a place on Earth. Please rate and review me on iTunes. You can also find me on Twitter at AskDatore. Ask me some questions or share some cool stuff. And if you'd like to hear special Bonuts content and capture eternal glory, then become a patron of the show. You can learn more about this process at patreon.com slash blasterpodcast. Giant thanks to our current champions of science who support us on Patreon. Libby, that's the end of the show. Well, it was a delight. It was a delight. Thank you so much for joining me on Blaster Podcast. Thank you for letting me talk your ear off about the wide world of paint science. You are very welcome. I would ask you to show yourself out, but I've painted you into the chamber. That's right. I can't see where the door is and there's sausages everywhere. (laughs) It's going to be a long spring. (laughs) The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon, www.timecrashband.com. Blaster Podcast is a proud member of Cards... Nope. Blaster Podcast is a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like my show, you might like some of the other ones on the network. It's not a network. (coughs) Blaster Podcast is a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like my show, you might like some of the other podcasts that they offer to you. Blaster Podcast is a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like my show, you might like some of the other shows, like the Rewatch Podcast, Max Temkin, Cards Against Humanity, and Patrick Klepek, Coxtoctical. Rewatch one episode of Lost Each Week. The Rewatch Podcast. Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity and Patrick Klepek from Kotaku rewatch one episode of Lost Each Week. Whoa. The Rewatch Podcast. <laughs>